But I want to read a little track. I'm going through some paperwork this week. I'm going to read this in Sunday school and I'm going to read it again in church. So you, some of you are going to get a double whammy on it. And it won't hurt you. It's pretty good. It's a little track. It's, it's put out by uh, Book Fellowship International, which is out of business. And it's way back yonder. And it's called on the front of a letter from hell. And so you may have heard this before and seen it, but I found it and I thought I'd read it. And here it reads, Dear Jim, you lived next door to me for years. We shared our dreams, our joys, and tears. A friend to me, you were indeed. A friend who helped me when in need. What sadness then to find that after all you weren't so kind. The day my life on earth did end, I found you weren't a faithful friend. For all those years we spent on earth, you never talked of the second birth. You never spoke of my lost soul and of the Christ who would make me whole. But do not err, my friend, again. Do all you can for souls of men. Plead with them now quite earnestly lest they be cast in hell with me, author unknown. That's pretty tough. But that's right. I, this is a fellow that I read that and right behind it, on the radio, somebody sung, you never mention him to me. And uh, I thought, Lord, have mercy. Amen. And then I I was working around and found a record and I listened to it and it said, Sorry, I never knew you. Praise God. I mean, the Lord knows how to work on us. And I appreciate that, don't you? I'm glad it touched my heart. Now today, I want us to turn back into the book of Philippians. And I pray that the Lord might help us as we turn into Philippians. Philippians chapter 1, we... Don't dealt last week with one of the I am's of Paul, which we've been dealing with for two or three weeks or four or something. I can't keep up how many. I'm not trying to, but I am trying to give you something I believe will help us. Last week, you remember we talked about Paul said that he was set. I am set for the defense of the gospel. He was ready to suffer. He was ready to go to prison. He was ready to stand against the wiles of Satan. But today we want to go down in to another verse here, and I want to start reading with verse number 21. And we'll read through these, and then we'll look at them one at a time. And I like verse-by-verse verse preaching and studying. That's how I learn the most. I love teach, teaching the Bible verse at a time rather than a point. Now today, uh, you know, some churches and preachers got three points in the outline and a poem. Well, I got a poem and I ain't going to have no three points. I'm going to give more than that. All right. But so I look at Philippians and chapter number one. I look at verse number 21 and I do count it a joy to be at the house of God. I do. I count Sunday school myself just like any other worship service. And I hope that's the way you feel about it. Amen. It's not a time for me to go to sleep and sometimes 
you come in tired, you hadn't got woke up good and stayed up too late last night and all that st stuff. But we're at the house of God and we come for one per purpose. And I go to church for one reason. That's to worship the Lord and draw strength from the throne of God and grow in the grace. Now, in verse 21, Paul said, For me to live, notice this, is Christ. Now, get a hold of that. Sometimes we, we don't read these words good enough. We just read them. Sometimes we can quote them. But sometimes we can read them and quote them and uh, unless we meditate on it, we'll not know what to mean. And sometimes we don't even know and we can quote them good. For to me, for to me, Paul said to me, to me personally, this is Paul personally speaking, for me to live is Christ. Just to live Christ. Amen. And if you, and look at this, for me to live is Christ. Christ is the whole of it. He's the great part. He's the height of it. There's none to live for. There's nothing. There's no life without him. He is life. So Paul is kind of, look at that. And to die is gain. Now he said, look at this. To live is Christ, but to die is gain. I'm not going to lose by living for Christ. And I'm certainly not going to lose by dying. I'm going to gain. Amen. So I hear people talk about dying, you know, and they're worrying about it. And uh, I mean, for years and years and years, I hadn't talked about death in a sense of a, a derogatory manner to me to uh, disturb me. Yes, I want to stay here as long as I can. But amen, when I draw my last breath, I got somewhere to go. I got a better place to go. And I'm not excited about moving out in the next 10 minutes, but I am even because the Lord ain't give me dying grace yet. If he give me dying grace, I'll be glad. Like the old lady said one time and sat stood up on the second row and she said, Preacher, I'm scared. I said, Why? She said, I don't have dying grace. He said, Sit down, ma'am. You're not dying. When you go to die, a child of God gets dying grace. Amen. You ever seen people laying on the bed dying and they say, Look, I believe I see Jesus or they talk, hey, they got dying grace. Uh, when you get ready to die, it ain't time for it now. But when it's, it might be this afternoon, but it's right now, not just, has anybody got dying grace right now? Amen, because we'll stop and watch you go. Amen, but you hear me? I don't believe you got dying grace right at the moment. We're here with the house of God. And so I'm saying to you, when you get that dying grace, there's nothing on this earth Somebody said, well, I hate to leave this and hate to leave that. Hate not to get this done. Hate not to get that done. When it comes time to draw your last breath, you won't even think about no more like that anymore. This earth will be uh, pa passing away. It's a no place. It's a nothing. You're going somewhere. Now, if you're going to hell, that's, that's a different story. Amen. All right. So he goes on to say in verse 22, but if I live in the flesh, but if I live in the flesh, and that's what we do. He said, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I want not. He's, he's looking in the middle of this thing and he's fixing to throw something at us that you've heard all your life. And this is one of his great I am's. And we're going to look at that for just a little bit. He said, but if I live in the flesh, and that's how we live, we live in the flesh. The spiritual man lives in the spiritual world. 
Uh, you see, we, we're actually finding a battle. We've got a war between the flesh and the spirit here. Amen. Like the old preacher said, uh, said he, he's like had two old bulldogs in him. Said one of them is named flesh and the other is named spirit. And they said, well, which one wins? They're always a fight. And he said, which one wins? He said, the one I say sick them to. So sometimes we say to the flesh, help yourself, go at it. And you get in trouble. You get defeated. The flesh gets defeated. Amen. Gets itself in trouble. And the spiritual man wins when he's trusting God with all his heart. So how do you want to walk? You want to walk in the flesh or the spirit? Amen. Depends on what mode you're in. And brother, how close you are to God. Brother, I don't want to walk in the flesh. Amen. I don't. I don't want to walk in the flesh. I want to walk in the spirit. I want to be filled with the spirit of God. Now. Our key is verse 23, and here's what we're going to spend a little more time in it this morning. And I pray that the Lord might help us with it as we look at it. He says in verse number 23, For I am, hers is I am, in a strait betwixt two. And that's what we're going to deal with this morning. I am in a strait betwixt two. What's that? Flesh and the spirit or absent and present. Or here or there. You see what he's saying? He said, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. In other words, what's he saying? He said, I've got a problem. I want to stay here, but I also want to go. Now, I don't know where you that way today. Uh, some Christians, they're, they're just like Paul here. They want to stay here as long as they can, but they want to go also at the same time. Now, there's some who call themselves Christians, and they may be, but they're far from the Lord in the sense of their dedication to Him, and they are desiring to stay here. They want to stay here. Uh, they don't even like to think about dying or death. Thinking about dying and death don't bother me one bit. It don't shake me. It don't unnerve me. Amen. I can talk about death and don't have to take no aspirin. Amen. And I, I mean, I don't get disturbed. I don't get upset. So I say, boy, dying's not something, not something to think about. Well, it is. You're going to do it anyhow. Might as well think about it. Amen. Get ready. You hear people say, well, you ought to prepare to leave this world. I talked to somebody not too long ago and I said something about, you know, how we make funeral arrangements and all them. I don't go make funeral arrangements. I just told my family what I want. And if they do it, that's fine. If they don't do it, I guess that's fine too. What am I going to do? I'm looking at the bottom of the daisies. I ain't going to be able to help myself then. Amen. You can't, you can't change things looking at uh, the daisies roots. Amen. I'm looking down on them now. I can do something. But listen to me. I'm talking about this morning people worrying about dying. And I said to him, I said, they prepare. He said, boy, I don't. I said, why? He said, whew, it scares me about dying. I said, well, you must not be ready to meet God. He said, oh, I am too. And I thought, that's just uh, bitter and sweet water don't run out of the same side of your mouth. I'll guarantee you that. You're either, you're either ready to go or not ready to go. Amen. And I, I believe most of you in here ought to be just like me on this thing. I want to hang around as long as I can. I got some things I want to do. 
Amen. And I'm not talking about for myself. I'm talking about for the Lord. Some folks are too, you know, too concerned about they ain't going to get to do this, they ain't going to get to do that. Well, it don't make no difference. I'm going to a better world. Amen. But I, there's a lot of people I want to help. I want to try to encourage. Amen. Had a little later came in yesterday from a lady down in Florida. And uh, I read that letter and she said, I appreciate uh, the, liter- the literature you sent me. I got it a, a couple of weeks ago. Done got rid of it. Said, send me some more. And she enlisted what she wanted and said, I appreciate this. And I can't hardly wait to get them and give them to somebody else and let them hear the good news. And I said to myself, amen. She decided, well, I, I'm like that. I want to help somebody. Amen. Uh, now, some folks would like to stay here just to get helped. But you know what? When I help somebody, I get helped. It's amazing. It does something to me on the inside. God begins to pull some strings on the inside. Well, now look what Paul actually says here in verse number 23. This is a tremendous verse. He said, for I am, I am. That's present right now. And that's not present this morning. It's present here when Paul wrote this. For I am in a straight betwixt two. Now look at that. I don't know where you ever stopped and looked at that word straight or not. S-T-R-A-I-T. And uh, this is a, a shipping term. Uh, I, what do you call it? A seagoing term. And uh, Paul is using that because that's a transportation mainly in the day of Paul. He wasn't flying and helicoptering and driving cars. Didn't have that. But they had ships and they traveled. Paul, matter of fact, we've seen in Acts chapter 28 where that he was shipwrecked. And he talked about it two, uh, two or three times that he was shipwrecked a night and a day in the deep, he said. So Paul knew about shipping when they would send him from one prison to another prison, one land to another land. He knows what the, a strait, here's what the dictionary tells us what a strait is. It's a narrow passage of water connecting two seas or connecting to two larger areas of water. So you see, it's, it's kind of a narrow passway or a narrow passage to get, like, what does they call it, the Strait of Gibraltar, is it? So we got straits like that in, in, in the world. And so it's a narrow passway, a passage or passway that they can get through. It's also, in another sense, called a channel or a little inlet of some sort. And each time it's mentioned, it's associated with some type of difficulty. In other words, it ain't smooth sailing through a strait. You have to maneuver. You have to work hard. You have to notice it. It's also a type of trouble. It's not an easy path. The, the captain of the ship has to know what he's doing with his ship to drive a ship through a, a strait. He has to know what he's doing. He's got to be uh, serious. It can be a crisis or, uh, I felt like I said, a tight corner. Yeah, I guess that's right. Amen. Just a tight place in your life. And it's hard to go. So, Paul's in, he's in a tight place. He's in a, in a troubled place. He's in a difficult place in his life. That's what he said. I'm in a strait betwixt two. 
And then he begins to tell you what they are. So life is that way, isn't it? Are we not in a strait betwixt two? Bro, this life ain't an easy thing. Amen. People say, well, I'm enjoying myself. I am too. I'm having the best time of my life. That's right. A lot of people don't like me, but I like everybody. I'm enjoying myself. Amen. Now, some people can't live uh, that way because they got too many enemies. And they, they got too much bitterness in their mind and bitterness in their heart. And they got too much jealousy in their soul. Now, if you're going to live like that, you're going to be in trouble. I don't care if you are saved. You're going to, listen, I don't, have, I don't have no animosity to nobody. There's a lot of people I can't talk to because they won't let me talk to them. Amen. They just won't. I can't have fellowship with some people because they, I've tried. I've tried to have fellowship with them. They won't let me. What do I do? I just shake off the dust off my feet and walk on and try to treat them right. I, I got news for you. I don't know anybody on the face of the earth that if I met them in Walmart, I have to go to the other aisle. I can hit them head on and I ain't talking about with my fist. I can go up, I'm talking with a buggy, I can push up to them and say, hello. I find that, but you know, I go to Walmart sometimes and I know they see me out of the corner of their eye. You know how you go. It, all you ladies go to Walmart. You're looking around. You see, you'll know if you got anybody in there. And especially if you got any enemies. I don't go looking around for enemies. I ain't, as far as I know, I ain't got none. Amen. Except they may think I am, and they may classify me as an enemy, but that's their business. It ain't mine. Amen. And so I don't have no animosity, but I know a lot of people have died and went to the grave with hatred in their heart and envy in their heart and a sour on God. I don't want to die like that, do you? So I have to work on this thing to make sure. Praise God. Now, I might not like the way you do. I may not like the way you talk, and I don't, may not like the way you're doing, but I don't, have to, I don't have to turn my head and not have no fellowship with you. I can try. But if you don't have fellowship back, that's your business. Amen. You run me off and cuss me out. Amen. I'm not going to go harbor that. We must get quiet here. I must be right on the right. Maybe I ought to change my Sunday school lesson. You hear me? I don't want to die without uh, having everything in fellowship. Amen. Praise God. There'll be people who won't come view my body. If they do view my body, uh, they won't be, there'll be some that won't go because I couldn't like him, couldn't ever stand him, didn't like his preaching. All that stuff. There'll be some like that. That's fine and dandy. Don't mess up my good funeral. Amen if you feel that way. Come, stay at home. Amen. I'd rather you stay at home and not talk about me. Just come up there and uh, blast me. Amen. Praise God, I love you. I appreciate that. I don't like your ways sometimes. I'm, I've probably been irritated everybody in this church from one time or another over 30-something years. Everybody in this church probably been irritated me uh, over them years too. And some little reason, I hope you ain't holding nothing like that against me. Amen. If I done you wrong and I don't know about it, I pray God show me and I'll tell you about it. But I'll go ahead and cross the board and tell you I'm sorry.
I don't know what I've done. It's hard, to, it's hard to ask you to forgive you when you don't know what you've done. Right? So don't ever go on from that. Well, let's get back. I run a rabbit there for a moment. Can't help it. I believe the Lord must have been in it. But a straight is a, is a rough passage, a narrow passage, a tight passage. And it's difficult. So Paul said, for I am in a straight, I'm in a difficult passage. I'm in a, in a difficult time in my life. I'm in a troublous time in my life. I'm actually in a crisis of my life. I, there's something here. I'm in a straight betwixt two. And then he begins to tell what it is. Number one, having a desire to depart. That's one of them. And to be with Christ, which is far better. And the other one was to stay here. That was the other one. Paul said, I'm ready to go. And I'd rather just go on. It would suit me just to go on and get out of this mess. Amen. Have you ever been in a, in, a, in a problem sometimes and you say, boy, I don't want to face that. Lord, just come on. It would be good if you just come on. And you'd even pray, Lord, won't you just take me? Somebody said, I ain't never prayed that. I ain't never wanted to commit suicide, but a few times I've told the Lord, I'm, I'm, I got like uh, Elijah a time or two in my life. Maybe you have, maybe you have not. Jun- he got down under the juniper tree, and he, saw, he said, Lord, I, I, you might as well just go ahead and take me. Be better just to take me on out of here than me, for me to stay. And uh, then the Lord reminded him, he said, well, look, I've got something that ain't never about a need to bail. You're not the only one. He had a little pity party. You ever had one? Well, amen. Well, that's good. I've had a lot more than one. Amen. I've had more than one of them, haven't you? Amen. I turn around. I, sometimes I feel so sorry for me. I really do. Don't tell me you don't do that. You feel so sorry for you. Things ain't working out right. Things just don't turn right. And you, I don't have nobody to talk to about it. Of course, I just say, Lord, uh, I got one of them little pity parties again. You're going to have to do something. I ain't had no angel yet to come feed me for 40 days, but that's what he done. Or give me a meal that lasts for 40 days. But he, uh, he had a visit of God, but I have had a visit of God. And God's touched me and God said, look, thank you. Amen. I've been there lots of times. You'd be surprised if I told you time after time how that I've had little old pity parties because things wouldn't go right and wasn't going right. And I'm not talking about in my favor. I'm not talking about that. It don't matter where it goes in my favor or not. That is not my desire this morning. Sometimes I get in the flesh and think it, but I'm talking about my desire is for the work of God to prosper. I think about people in the church sometimes and the things that they do and not concerned about God and I prayed for them and prayed for them and prayed for them and sought God for them and then they just keep on doing what they're doing and I'm saying, Lord, and I get a little pity party over that. About that time I think, well, I mean, what, what use am I? What good am I? And uh, somebody will text me, somebody will call me. I've even sat there praying to the Lord like that and the phone rings. Amen. And I answered and I said, hey, preacher. And I said, oh, somebody knows me. I said, I just had you on my mind. And the Lord told me to call you. 
and tell you I love you. You know what? Uh, my feet get like wheels and tires, and I want to burn some black marks on the floor. I don't just have the energy, but I have that desire. And I'm saying, glory to God. Lord, you just lit my wick. Amen. And bless my soul. Amen. Or something of that nature. And a lot of things happen. God knows it. Or, or uh, sometimes you just open your Bible and read a verse. And right there is exactly God is speaking to me about a verse of Scripture. Now, now, don't just go through and say, well, I just take what I see when I open word. I'm not talking about it. Sometimes it's just like God puts his finger. Have you ever opened your Bible? You're in need. And Lord, I want to see what I can do in the Bible. And I'm looking for a certain verse. And I'm saying, Lord, what does that say? And open your Bible. And lo and behold, now, that may never happen to you, but it's happened to me lots of times. Open it up. And right there in front of me is that exact same verse I wanted to know about. I wasn't looking at any chapter, verse, or book. Some of you are grinning like you've been there. Amen. Isn't it good? God knows how to do that. Paul said, I'm in a strait betwixt two. And the things I'm in a strait between is to stay here or to go there. He said, number one, I have a desire to depart. I have a desire. Something in me wants to go to heaven we're drawn as a Christian like a with, a with a heavenly magnet that we're pulled to a glory world. If you don't have a pull to the glory world, I'd be checking up my salvation and making sure. Because there's some people just want to hang around here forever. Amen. I, I've seen them. Uh, they'll run and run and run. Exercise. The Bible said bodily exercise, you know, profiteth little. Didn't say it didn't profit anything. It just profits little. It's good to keep your body in good shape. But if you have if you've cussed your mom and your daddy all your life and lived wicked, you got a short lifespan anyhow. God cut you off. Amen. You throw the Bible away and uh, and and spend all your substance on treadmills and all that. That don't promise you no life. Amen. So I'm telling you, the best thing to do is get in the will of God and stay there. And when God puts you in the will of God, he's the one to let you stay around. And I'll give you something about that in just a minute. He said, for I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ. Now notice this, verse 21, for me to live is Christ. Now he says here, and to be with Christ, which is Far better. I like a little imagine. He could have said it, which is better. But Paul put a little word in there, far better. Amen. In other words, he's saying nothing on this earth to compare with being with him. And he was in a strait betwixt two. And so we look at those things. And so just think, you say, well, I don't want to go yet. I've got things I want to do. Preacher, I don't want to leave my, my loved ones. Well, the older you get, you begin to put loved ones on one side and they're here. So you're, that makes it even more complex and complicated. Amen. You want to go where your loved ones are. And you want to stay where your loved ones are. So now you are in a strait. 
You want to be with Christ, which is far better. But amen, I, I want to hang around with the ones I love now. Amen. That's right. Now, that's natural. That's natural. God put that in us for anybody today that, that is not wanting to hang around to stay with their loved ones. There's something not natural about you. Something's wrong. Something the devil has him put in there. Now, if it's because you want to stay around to live in sin and do things against God and against the Word of God, that's a different thing. Your heart's not right. But not only do you want to stay here for that, but I'll tell you another thing, and that is, and here's where most Christians miss this, I want to stay here to help somebody. There's somebody I might could reach yet. Amen. Every once in a while, I'm able to reach somebody for the Lord. If I can't reach them and win them, I can sow some seed in their heart that somebody else might come along and do after I'm gone. So I want to try to do what I can. Amen. That's why I just keep preaching. That's why we just keep printing. That's why I just keep preaching. That's why I just keep praying. Amen. While the rest of the world's playing. Amen. I don't want that. I want to, I'm in the straight betwixt two. I see where Paul's coming from. Can you see that? So does this, this verse help you a little bit more today? Amen. You see it a little bit more? Have you understand what that straight is? He's, he's in a little narrow cross. In the, it's not a broad thing. He's a, we're in a straight and narrow way anyhow. Amen. Broad road is where people to destruction go. They, it leads to destruction. And, uh, but the narrow way is where we're in. And it's a straight. In other words, it's, an, it's, a, it's a difficult passage. It's, it's a passage of difficulty. And uh, yes, it's not an easy. Yes, sir, I want to stay here. But I also want to go. And I have a desire for that. God put that in my heart, and I give God the praise and the glory and the honor. I'll stop there. There's one more in the book of Philippians, and we'll look at it next week. I had it ready. I was going to get it this morning, but I just can't seem to get off of these. I want to try to get this good and understand what the Scripture The Scripture is very plain there. Paul said, I'm in a straight. I'm in a narrow passage between the two, being here and being there. So he goes on to tell that, you know, he said, you know, be absent the bodies to be present with the Lord in another place. So we give God the praise. Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you this morning for the privilege of prayer, being able to call on you, have your own way, touch your hearts, touch the service, move upon the hearts of men today that we might realize who you are and where we are and get everything settled. We'll give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.